Hey guys, my name is Carlos. Most of y'all know me as Cargo. I'm the host for the Go For Two podcast, where I break down the offseason to see how teams got better or worse through free agency in the draft. I create team reports and, of course, do a lot of mock drafts. And during the regular season, I hit you with all the fantasy football information and cover all the big headlines. And, of course, got to cover the playoffs, where I break down matchup and predict winners. Not all the time, of course. But welcome to season four. Let's go for it. Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of the Go For Two podcast. I'm your host, Cargo. Today's team is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. So we have about three weeks left until the draft. Um, so we're just going to take the Seattle Seahawks right now. We're going to see what they've done in the offseason so far. And we're going to take a look at what they could do in the upcoming draft here, okay? So starting off with some things they've done this offseason, they've re-signed Gino, who absolutely deserves every penny of that contract. Just how his career started in New York as a second-round pick to where it kind of went um, from team to team and him finding himself in Seattle in what was probably the worst situation last year. You know, we know that the Seahawks traded away Russell Wilson and they let go of Bobby Wagner, and everybody thought that Seattle was done for. But um, here, Geno Smith came to the rescue. So uh, kudos to him. Um, well worth the weight in gold, as they said. Now, the draft for the Seattle Seahawks last year had some really nice gems. I think one of the biggest ones was Kenneth Walker III, a second-round pick out of Michigan State last year who uh, kind of came onto the scene late with an injury to Rashad Penny, but I mean, um, I think they found their stud running back RB1 here. Uh, the wide receiver group is very talented with a guy like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, who's just been doing it at a high, playing at such a high level for just so long. Very underrated wide receiver. Uh, this offensive line found two starting offensive tackles in last year's draft in Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas, a first-round and a third-round pick. Abraham Lucas out of the University of Washington State. A pretty solid offensive line. They brought back Damian Lewis. Um, they have Joey Hunt, Evan Brown on this offensive line. Um, the biggest additions probably came from the defensive side of the ball. Adding Dramonte Jones from the Denver Broncos is a really good pickup. Uh, once again, one of those underrated defensive linemen. Uh, does all the dirty work um, for the Denver Broncos last year. They also brought back a former Seahawk in Jerron Reed, who was with them um, in his earlier career. Now, uh, looking at this edge group, uh, it's a nice little group right here. You have Darrell Taylor, who is a former uh, first-round pick for the Seahawks, who's been getting better every year as he's gotten on. And then you have Ochenna Asul. He came over from the Chargers. I believe he had 12 sacks last year. Um, and then they have some really good young players behind him and Boye Mappi, who was a second-round pick out of Minnesota last year, who I look to see will have a bigger role this year. Now at the linebacker position, uh, you have Jordan Brooks and Seattle. Um, obviously, they signed Devin Bush, who a very talented linebacker. But more importantly, they bring back Bobby Wagner, who was just so good for this defense for so many years. Um, you know, what a steal for the Seahawks right there. 
uh, to bring him back. I know he's going to be a fan favorite for sure. So um, good looking out for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, in the secondary, another gem in uh, my guy from UTSA, Tariq Woolen, who had six interceptions last year, tied the league. Um, should have been defensive rookie of the year, but we're not going to get into that topic here today. They also had Kobe Bryant, who I believe was a fourth-round pick out of Cincinnati last year, who got some good playing time. Um, they're joined with Mike Jackson, Trey Brown. And in the secondary, uh, Quadre Diggs, another really good player for a really long time. And then they're going to be bringing back Jamal Adams from injury. So uh, this is a team last year that, you know, defied all the odds and made it to the playoffs with everything that was going on in the offseason last year to where they are now. Like, you guys just never know what could happen in the NFL, and that's why I love the NFL here. Um, So going into the draft here, this team, I look at the roster – you know, you have talent on both sides of the ball. Um, it's an absolute luxury for a team that, you know, made the playoffs to be picking in the top five. Uh, obviously, this pick comes over from the Denver Broncos. So right here, five, just kind of looking at the landscape of how the draft has gone. Um, essentially, I do believe that somebody will trade up to that third spot for the Cardinals uh, to take a quarterback. So, um if I'm the Seattle Seahawks, I'm in the best situation possible because the first four teams, I, I believe they're all going to be teams that are going to be picking a quarterback. So I believe that the Seattle Seahawks um, will not get one of those top four quarterbacks. Um, if Anthony Richardson was to fall at five, I, I could see them make pulling the trigger and taking him. He would probably just be like a developmental prospect behind Geno Smith, which I would love. Uh, for this, for this team, by the way. But um, the way I have it set up right now, if the Seattle Seahawks were to end up with Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, that's a win in my books. Uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, personally, um, I do think they needed an interior defensive lineman. But if the, Seattle, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, I'm sorry, if they stay there at three, I do believe that they're going to take Jalen Carter. So at number five, I have the Seattle Seahawks um, with the best available, and it also fits a need for them on the defensive line, adding uh, edge rusher Will Anderson out of Alabama. Uh, probably the second best defensive prospect in the uh, draft here. And what you're basically doing is just upgrading this pass rush. So now you have that stud edge rusher along with Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks, Dramonte Jones, that is a good front seven to have. Um, in this division, you're going to need to be able to stop the run with the Arizona Cardinals and, and Kyler Murray. You have the San Francisco 49ers with Christian McCaffrey, Trey Lance. Um, so those are kind of just the, uh, the things that I'm thinking about for the Seattle Seahawks here at five. And then they pick also at Number 20, that's going to be a tough one. They're kind of in no man's land. But what I think the Seattle Seahawks should do with this pick, uh, I mean, if if they feel like maybe Will Levis is the guy, maybe they could possibly trade up for him. But I think there's bigger things in store for the Seattle Seahawks here. So at pick 20, I have them going with offensive guard Osiris Torrance out of Florida. He is a big, nasty guard. Um, 
for me, they have a good offensive line. You know, they were able to protect Gino. They ran the ball very well. This is basically just going to be upgrading the offensive line. I know it's not super sexy, and there could be a possibility of adding a wide receiver here. Maybe you add a wide receiver and then you go offensive lineman, maybe in the second or third round. But uh, I like Osiris Torrance here in this spot. Um, and looking towards the second round, um, I really like what they could do here. They have two picks in the second round. So we're talking about four picks in the top 52. Uh, so that's a really good place to be if you're the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, essentially five picks in the top 85. Um, you know, that's uh, a lot of room to work with. So Seattle can definitely be aggressive if they do feel like maybe one of these top quarterbacks is their guy. Uh, but I think the Seattle Seahawks have done really well in staying where they're at and drafting. So um, at pick number 37, which is essentially kind of a late first-round pick, I have them going with quarterback um, Herndon Hooker out of Tennessee. Obviously, he's coming off the injury. He doesn't have to play right away, and he has a chance to learn from Geno Smith. I think that'd be a great pairing. I know Herndon Hooker has been a guy that's been talked about as possibly a first-round quarterback. I don't see it. Uh, a lot of times we see these quarterbacks get hyped up and we've seen them not live up to the expectations. Um, you, you can go back to EJ Manuels, a guy that I think about a lot, Christian Ponder, uh, Jake Locker. Those are guys that kind of went on the hype train and never lived up to any of it. So I like him for the second round. I do think they're going to address that quarterback in the second round. And then with their late second round pick, I could see them adding another wide receiver or possibly a tight end uh, to this offensive group, just to make them that much more explosive. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the draft, they'll just kind of be filling roles. Um, and they still have, what is it, five more picks after they pick in the uh, two picks in the first round, so nine picks total. So um, really like what Seattle's got going on here. There could be a shift in power in the NFC West here pretty soon. Just want to say thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. And always just remember, go for two.